presents First Impressions. There's a new album out. Oh, have you listened to it yet? I'm digging the new album. I'll check it out. What do you think of the new album? First Impressions. Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Scratch a Track podcast presented by the Dude and Grim Show. Today we have initial first impressions. I'm the Dude. And I'm Grim. And today we are going to give our first impressions on the recently released American Head by the Flaming Lips. Yes. Before we get into it, everyone, we would love for you to like and subscribe to this channel. If you're listening to us on either, I don't know, Google, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, there's so many podcasting platforms these days. But if you're listening to those, please feel to follow and like and comment and play along. We think this is going to be a good album. Now, this is not going to be a full scratch, right, Graham? This is just Just our initial first impressions. Yeah, most of the... The typical scratch a track format um, is really, which everyone's aware of, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, it involves either albums that we know very well or albums that we've dug into a great deal. But due to the, I guess, fairly recent release of the album and the fact that there isn't a whole lot of information out there, uh, we thought it'd be good to just kind of talk about. Um, as fans of a band that releases a new album, what, what are what are your first impressions of it? What do you initially take from it prior to going into yeah. the drawer and finding a screwdriver or other implement of scratching? Scratch another scratching device. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, and I th- I think initially when we kind of came up with this idea, we just we wanted to just listen to it once all the way through. And that just kind of didn't work for a couple of reasons. I mean, one for me for this album, it it didn't work for a few reasons because um, I listened to it once and I was like, well, I really want to listen to that again. So that kind of didn't work. But also it it was released on September 11th, which is about, I don't know, what's that about three weeks ago. And um, we just hadn't had a chance to get to it. So now we're getting to it. I've listened to it probably, I don't know, 15 times. Like I've kind of just had it on repeat um i'll probably listen to it i'd say once a day for the past i've probably couple, listened couple to weeks. it i'm gonna say five times okay five times right. through but you know um i i think uh, uh you know aside from the um obvious rule break in the uh first episode which uh i it, it'll still give us i think a pretty good chance to just give some first impressions Definitely, definitely. Well, this is their 16th album, which all in itself is crazy. I mean, I don't know how many bands out there have been able to put 16 albums out. And I mean, they started in, you know, in the 80s through, you know, now yeah. it's 2020, man. That's that's a long time to be making music. And yeah. um, they're uh, definitely been one of my favorite bands kind of throughout the years. I think I really I really got into them in college. I think you introduced me to Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots. Well, that was I got to give that, that really one did it for me. To uh shout out there to Evil or Adam Kotwicka, uh if you're out there, wow. Evil. Uh he was the one who I remember um talked to us about this album and I think it just kind of 
just stuck at that point. And then, of course, you kind of go back and, yep. and listen to other things. And then there's obviously been subsequent releases since then. But that was really my first experience to them was, was that particular record. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I heard that, I remember that being on a spring break. I was like, it just it it put the hook in me. It was oh good, yeah, but but uh, and yeah, I think that's really, an important really, really album to reference here because uh, we both um, kind of talked about it and thought that this was this album was more of a callback to uh, somewhat of the sound of of like a Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots or even the Soft Bulletin. Um, where some of the stuff that they made subsequently seemed to kind of depart more from that and not necessarily in a bad way, just, just different. It was a lot spacier. It was a lot, um, kind of more, um, not to say there weren't songs, but just these, these, these cluttered noise, bigger spaces. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They, in, I mean, their production on their albums is exceptional. Uh, Dave Friedman, again, he's one of our favorite producers and I think we'll be talking about him more on Wednesday. Hint, hint about an album that's going to be coming up. So um, it's uh, yeah, he's one of our favorite producers. He's always worked with them. And uh, this album for me, when I first listened to it, 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 um, it really, to me, the, the similar album is the soft bulletin. It's, it's definitely, it's stripped down more. There's a lot more acoustic and a lot more piano and, and that, that kind of, that kind of sound. Well, that struck um, me right away is because, because this had been coming out and after the terror, I hadn't really listened to, um, there's two albums that they put out in between the terror and this album. And I hadn't yes. listened to those. And so, because of knowing this was coming up, it just got me to kind of listen to the band a little more again. And I, I wasn't sure about those two albums as much at first, but now I really, um, I really enjoy those ones, uh, especially the King's mouth. I think that's great. Yeah. I need to check those ones out a little more. I I will say it was kind of hard. I was, you know, sometimes I get, I get lost in whatever I'm listening to. And there was a huge kick when I was into the flaming lips. And then I just kind of, I don't know, for some reason, got away from them for a few years. And um, so I've kind of missed out on those albums. But I saw this one was coming out and just randomly was like, hey, you know, what? I'm going to download it, put it on. And I was I was pleasantly surprised because it is from what I have heard of those albums um, here and there. It is especially like the terror. This is a, a departure from those. And kind of like you said, a more of a throwback to Yoshimi and the Soft Bulletin. Um, yeah. And, and, and honestly, the lyrics uh Although a lot of them reference drugs, which I mean, I have no problem with that. Um, but I think a lot of them seem like more personal in the sense of telling stories, maybe of their own life yep. and their own youth and yeah, things very autobiographical. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I just didn't get that from a lot of the other albums. No, and the soft bulletin has a lot of that. If you've seen the documentary, yeah, the Pitchfork documentary, it, where he talks about like one of the I forget one the of the spider songs bite it was song. is about about well, there's the spider bite <laughs> song. Um, there's another song uh, about you know his dad when he was dying from cancer. Um, yeah, and so it's some real personal personal stuff. And I feel like this is definitely a throwback because a lot of the lyrics, uh, his brother Tommy. Um, I mean, he talks about him in the documentary a little bit, but he references him multiple times. And I haven't done enough research to really find out yet, but it sounds like from the songs, he was in some sort of accident. Um, and I don't know whether he pulled through, but it sounded like it was really bad. It didn't um, sound a, like a it in the accident. song. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I well, don't. He's, he just references like what the doctor said, basically yeah. saying yeah. like he's he doesn't he's not going to last long. Um, yeah. And but then he talks about, you know, with his with his mom, like, you know, you and me are, um, you know, at the uh, uh, what is it? Mother, I've taken LSD. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's uh, kind of a f- interesting little confession to make. Um, oh, no, but, it, but, it, yeah. it is. But it's funny. One thing I liked about that is um, I, I think when he when he does say that, it's almost like um, he he says it in a way of like he expected some great awakening or some great revelation. Thought it was going to set life. me free. Yeah. yeah and kind of realize that there's, you know whatever it did for him personally, there's still all these things in the world that exist after the, yeah, uh, like the awakening, the awakening. Well, he does say he, he thought it was going to be, it was going to set him free. And then he says, you know, but it, it's, it's changed me. So yeah. maybe it didn't set him free, but it's definitely there. It's had an effect on him. But then, yeah. you know, at, and one of the other songs at the movies on Quaaludes, you and me selling weed when yeah. we die, we're high. It, um, and, but I, I, at the same time, I don't take this as like a drug album, really. Like the, yeah. the, I mean, he's talking about certain experiences and everything, but, um, like, you know, flowers on, on, uh, on Neptune six, which is the, the, the third song on the album, um, is so you, back in the day, you and I, we had uh, our mid trip songs. Remember those? Oh, that, yeah. That we would always reference. I feel like to me, this is like a mid trip album. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Well, but, and typically it's long enough where you could have that. <laughs> you could. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are you doing for the next eight hours? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but one of the line, I love this song so much. Like, Yellow Sun is going down so slow, doing acid, watching the lightning bugs glow, like yep. tiny little spaceships in a row. I mean, it's just, it's very simple, but in, in just the acoustic guitar, just, yeah, it, it, it just sounds, it's really so pleasant, dreamy. man. You, you can, you can visualize that whole scene. That's mm-hmm. whole, in fact, I've probably seen it. I've probably seen it before. So I, yep. <laughs> you were probably there. Yeah, there's a good one. One thing I like too is so in mother, please don't be sad. He says the opening line to the or the the basically he says the line that a line that is the title of the next song which is when we die we're high um yeah and he alludes to that song and then that song comes in that's probably my favorite song in the album there's no words to it i just i love how it moves and it sounds like they got like Uh this vibraphone on delay and whether that's somebody playing a vibraphone or a mellotron uh i don't know but i i just there's i love when they do that when the and they're really good at it too when they have these big kind of soundscape-ish you know audible trips and then all of a sudden the drums just cut and they really move and at yeah. that point it just has the the awesome drum beat a good baseline and like you don't need words at that point it just you just feel the music right. it is well it's interesting you say that the you know in that line or in that song they reference the title to the next song and they kind of do that with watching the lightning bugs glow <laughs> because then in this flowers on neptune six it's watching the lightning bugs go but it's just it's yeah. kind of interesting that 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 they kind of mix it up like that but um 
but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I really, really dig it. And, and I, and you know, maybe a little something you can talk about, um, Casey Musgraves, who's featured on the album, um, a, a little on one of the, on God well, and the Policeman, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I watched a, a short video, um, where Wayne Coyne talks about it and, and he had wanted her to be on the album and I'm not going to get into the whole story because it's a long story, but it's a, you know, got that kind of time. It's a pretty interesting story. It sounds like has to deal with like love and, and murder and all this stuff. And, and he said it was one of those songs that was one of the last ones they were doing. And they were kind of in a creativity panic of trying to get all this stuff done. And they sent it to her. Not sure if she'd even want to do it, mm-hmm. but she said she loved the song and then came and, and did the song with them and um, I just I thought it was interesting to have her on there because she's I would never associate her with the Flaming Lips. I mean, she's like a country singer, and I had found out about. I mean, she's been around a long time, but me not being not having quite the ear to country music, I was not really that aware of her until, of course, she sings a song on the Frozen Two soundtrack. And if you just saw my daughter pop in here a while ago, you can imagine I've watched Frozen Two many times. And so that is like Lucy's (laughs) favorite song on that movie that she likes to sing. So I kind of found out about her there. And then, so you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna start playing this album for Lucy now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Lucy Um, did like the King's Mouth. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because they, they have worked um, on previous albums. They work with Miley Cyrus. She's yeah. been featured on some songs. So uh, they they have expanded their... I mean, it's a, they haven't become one of those bands that where every song features another artist, but they're not afraid to bring other people in if they can kind of contribute to the sound that they're going for. Sure, and I, I like the fact that they don't, you know, they don't stick to just like people in the alternative kind of music world. You know, they, they kind of branch out and... And Casey Musgrave has a beautiful voice, and it it comes through really well in the song. Uh, I just looked her up, and she's got a beautiful yep. face too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she's gorgeous. So, good job, Flaming Lips. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, this came out. It's only been out for three weeks, and uh, I've I've really listened to it. I think if I would just say for a lot of the Flaming Lips fans out there, if you if you are huge fans of you know, Soft Bulletin, Yoshimi, um, those those types of uh, albums. Maybe you and maybe certain people have kind of gotten away from the Flaming Lips over the past you know couple years because um, they prefer those albums instead of some of the newer stuff they've done. Uh, this is definitely a throwback, so highly recommend it. But also, if you're just a regular Flaming Lips fan or you just want to put on something chill, this is a this is a great album just to kind of like have on and put on in the background yeah um, I, I find when i put it on i think that's why i've been able to listen listen to it so many times because it it does kind of just go and in, in, in flow um it, yeah. it kind of keeps a sure. very uh consistent kind of feel to it uh well you know, and, and because of this it got me to listen to a lot of the stuff i had and, and i i think that all that stuff kind of um uh it goes together quite well um once you actually listen to it and then this is a really nice kind of culmination of uh, I th- feel like a really good mixture of a lot of some of the soundscape trippy kind of stuff but yet there's still a lot of acoustic instruments it's just a, yeah like you said it's just kind of a nice throwback maybe to where they came from both musically and 
lyrically and in, in, in the substance of the album. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, I, I would say for kind of maybe your average fan, or your average music fan, it's um, uh, maybe a little more coherent and digestible than some of the some of the things that that they've kind of done previously. And there's certainly I love a lot of that stuff too. There's definitely yeah. a time and place for but it. But I wouldn't but start with the tear. They can, you know, if you never listen to, yeah, them, probably I don't, not. If I don't know that I'd start them, with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, probably not. Probably not. Um, well, what do you say, Graham? Do you think that wraps up our little uh, first impressions of American Head here? Yes, it was a good impression. Great. It was a very good impression. And um, this is going to be kind of a series we're going to do a little more. It won't be like, you know, a, a every every week we'll have one of these. Uh, but when, you know, bands kind of that we like uh, that have new albums coming out, we're going to kind of check it know, out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check it out because and hopefully, you know, we listen to them and we like them. But I can't say that's going to be the case for every band. But definitely I was up. I don't know if I'd say pleasantly surprised by this one, but um, it was uh, it was an enjoyable experience, and I'm going to keep listening. So yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, okay, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you're still hanging around. If you haven't liked and subscribed, please do that because uh, it would mean a lot to us. Um, until next time, I guess uh, uh, Wednesday we got a good album coming out. So look forward uh, to that. Happy Hump Day soon. And, so we'll uh, scratch you then. We'll scratch you then. We're not going to scratch you now. Yeah. All right. First Impressions is produced by the Dude Grimm. Additional music provided by Moore. That's dot, 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 M-O-R-E. And the Tims, T-I-M-N-Z. Copyright 2020, the Dude Grimm Show.